Just one sec, guys. Here's the espresso I made for you. Wow, Lee, so excited to try out your espresso. Who's that? What's up? What are you guys doing? I was just making a nice espresso. Would you like... No, Lee. You'll all have to try Death Wish Coffee. Kurt, isn't that the world's strongest coffee? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, man. It tastes great. Just explosion of flavor in my mouth. When I try Death Wish Coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But, Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no, I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Greeners and I got 10% off. You can too! <gasps> In a world of lame, nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold these studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, with me, as always, is Katie. How's it going, Katie? Good. Very cold. I'm not used to this coldness. I need it to stop. <laughs> it is quite disgusting, to be honest. Um, yeah, I I went out uh, on Friday, and uh, yeah, it was like minus 15 degrees, and I'm like, what the fuck? This is not what I signed up for. I don't know what I signed up for, but it's not good. Um, but yeah, uh, just the two of us, it's a pretty low-key week, uh, but there's still some stuff to talk about, including our review of the hottest movie this week, Mean Girls. Um, cool, let's just dive into it. Uh, Fantastic Four, sounds like Vanessa Kirby is a lot for Sue Storm, as Marvel Studios finalizes the cast. Feels like they've been casting this movie forever, uh, but Vanessa Kirby, I like her. She was in Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, she was very good in that. Um, she's been a a bunch of other stuff as well. I know she was in that movie with Matt Damon and Matt Hathlock that everyone mostly has forgotten about. Uh, oh, she was also in Hobbs and Shaw, apparently, a movie that I had completely forgotten about. Oh, and she was in Napoleon, too. She was the wife of Napoleon. There we go. Good actress. Uh, are you excited at all for Fantastic Four? I don't follow that universe that much. Like, I know... Some parts of it, but not very deep into it. Yeah, I mean, most of the Fantastic Four movies that have come out, actually, I'm just going to say all of them were not good. So, yeah, they're, honestly, anything they do with it will probably be better than what we've seen before. Like, I can't see any movie they make being worse than, than it. Oh, and now I'm realizing that Vanessa Kirby is the same age as me, so... One of us looks better for our age than others. Well, it's just me. I was kidding. It's her. Um, but yeah. Um, apparently, speaking of Fantastic Four, it'll be shot in 18 frames per second and then interlope it to 24. So this is kind of like a method to kind of make film look older. So if you want to like something to make it look like it was from like the 60s or 70s. So, Yeah. It would be very jarring if they made a whole movie like this. Like, we saw Mean Girls this week, and Mean Girls has, like, moments where they, like, film the movie as if it's, like, a TikTok or something, which is fine, because they only do it for, like, a few scenes. It's not, like, a whole movie. So I imagine that whatever Marvel's doing with this, it can't be the whole movie, because that would be quite excruciating to watch over two hours. But, yeah. Uh, 
Daredevil. Rivers have a sizable role in Spider-Man 4, Ant-Man, they also appear. Uh, I think KB only cares if they put in Benedict in Spider-Man 4. <laughs> I mean, Benedict, you know, they could, they could toss him in, a little Doctor Strange cameo. I bet they should after how the last one ended. But I think technically you would not remember who Spider-Man is because he made everybody forget who Spider-Man was. So. That is true. Uh, Deadpool 3, Rivers may shed new light on Lady Deadpool plans, Taylor Swift's role as a trailer debut. So, uh, apparently, uh, what's his name? Ryan Reynolds cast his wife. I forget her name. Uh, Blake Lively? Yeah. She's going to be in Deadpool 3 playing Lady Deadpool, which I think is kind of like a very fun bit of stunt casting because clearly, like, just getting your wife to play a female version of your character, a female variant, <laughs> makes sense. Uh... Taylor Swift is either playing just herself, or she's playing a character called Dazzler from the comics, which some of you may know, in X-Men Apocalypse, that terrible movie, there was actually a uh, cameo uh, for Taylor Swift where she was supposed to play Dazzler, but it got cut from the movie. So this would be kind of like a fun little play on that. Plus, I mean, Taylor Swift's like arguably the biggest person on the planet right now, so, I mean, you put her in a movie, guarantee the Swifties are going to come out to see her movie. So... Uh, maybe the smartest decision that Marvel has made in a long time, potentially putting Taylor Swift in their movie. And then the trailer. Apparently the trailer is coming sometime around the Super Bowl, so it makes sense. Super Bowl uh, will probably be... I think the movie's coming out in the summer, so if you put up a trailer at the Super Bowl, gives enough time for people to get excited for it. Plus it's literally the only... Uh, well... Depending on who you ask, it's probably the biggest movie that Disney's putting out this year. I mean, they don't have any Star Wars movies coming out this year. They don't have any other Marvel movies coming out this year. It's literally just Deadpool 3. So, uh, if they don't promote the Super Bowl, I think something's very wrong over there. Are you excited for Deadpool 3 at all? Um, yes. Okay. Because I like Ryan Reynolds. But, I don't know. It's like... Like, I'm not jumping out of down in excitement. Mm, yeah. I think I need to see a trailer. Like, it's so hard for me to, like, envision what this movie's going to look like. Because, obviously, we've seen Deadpool 1 and 2, or most of them but, like, I don't know, how's it going to look now? How's it going to, you know... I need to see the, what the movie looks like in a trailer before I get properly excited. Um... And then, uh, John Favreau is going to direct a new Star Wars movie called The Mandalorian and Grogu. Also, they confirmed Ahsoka Season 2 is happening, which is a big deal. Uh, and then, there still will be a Mandalorian Season 4, apparently, but it's going to be shortened. And the movie is, uh, I don't know how some people are going to take this, but some the movie is apparently just going to be the last two episodes of Season 4, just combined and, and turned into a movie, which seems kind of shady, like... Oh, you could see this on Disney Plus as a show, but they're taking basically what will be the series finale of The Mandalorian turning into a movie, which, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's good for them, I guess. Do you care enough about this, Katie? Or are you just like, ah, ah. I'm not a Star Wars fan. There we go. Confirmed, Katie does not care about your Star Wars movies. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is just a little too, 
I don't know. If it's true, that's literally just the last two episodes that they could literally just put out on Disney Plus. That's kind of, uh, but I mean, if they, if they like spruce it up and put in some cool cameos and other stuff, I think it could be interesting. But I don't know. It just seems like a little shady to, like, it seems more like a business move to just be like, let's put all these, uh, you know, characters in a movie and you know. I mean, you put Grogu on a poster, people are going to go watch this movie, so. It seems like an entirely business decision. I don't think there's much creative behind it at all, but. Yeah. Okay, well, on the way from uh, Disney stuff, uh, Tom Cruise creates a deal to work with Warner Brothers. So, he's worked with Universal exclusively for a while, and then he's been working with Paramount now for quite some time. And now he's not with Paramount, he's moving on to Warner Brothers. Um... Apparently, the big reason he cited is that he uh, likes David Zaslav's uh, movie theater-focused uh, approach instead of streaming everything, uh, which Tom Cruise is not a big fan of streaming movies, so this checks out. Um, there's nothing yet uh, created, but obviously any movies that he creates or stars in will now be under the Warner Brothers umbrella. Um, so, yeah. Some people are saying... Uh, there was that uh, Edge of Tomorrow movie that he was in. They can make a sequel to that because that's technically a Warner Bros. movie. So some people are already speculating they might make a sequel to that. Uh, I'm like, hmm. It's interesting because, like, uh, you know, he has franchises like uh, Top Gun and uh, Mission Impossible that he's now leaving behind. So it makes you wonder if the next Mission Impossible will be the last one. But, I don't know. What do you make of this, Katie? Good for him. I mean, like, I know that every studio would want to work with him. So, yeah. it's just his choice who to sign with. For sure. Uh, okay, and then speaking of, uh, Top Gun 3 is confirmed at Paramount. I think people were freaking out because they thought, oh, like, now he's working with Warner Brothers, there's not going to be a Top Gun 3. They did confirm that Top Gun 3 is being written right now. Uh, Tom Cruise is going to return, Miles Teller is going to return, Doug Powell is going to re uh, return. They didn't mention anybody else, but I mean, I imagine some of the other fighter pilots from the first, well, technically the second film, uh, would return. I don't know. I'm very excited for this because I love Top Gun Maverick. It was like my favorite movie of uh, 2022. But I'm also like, oh man, that story is going to have to be really good because what are you going to do with it? Because they resolved the big thing of uh, the Miles Teller uh, conflict with um, Tom Cruise in that movie. So, now what? Now what do you do? Do you just have them going on regular missions? I'm so curious what's the big impetus for a Top Gun 3. But, uh, would you go watch Top Gun 3, Katie? I would go watch it, but like you, I'm just wondering like what else there is to say. Mm -hmm. Because I think it was wrapped up pretty well in Top Gun Maverick, so... Well, we'll see. I mean, I have faith. Uh, also, I think Paramount needs a win right now. They've had a lot of their movies not do so well. Uh, Top Gun Maverick was, like, one of their best performing movies of all time, so it really makes sense that they would want to do a third film. Uh, but, obviously, they can't just pump one out. They gotta really put some hey, spark after you listen to the newest album by Smack. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Hellraiser reboot director David Bruckner is gonna help a new remake of The Blob. This is cool. Uh, the original blog that came out in like the 50s or 60s is not a great film. It's a very talky film with not a whole lot of action. But the one from the 80s is really cool. 
uh, this idea of this like gelatinous blob that just devours and eats people and dissolves their bodies. It's it's, it's gnarly. Um, we don't know too much, but obviously it's gonna be about a blob eating people. So not much else to really ascertain from there. Um, Caitlin Dever, who um, was actually originally up for the role of Ellie in The Last of Us, but she didn't get it. Went to um, the other girl there. So, uh, she's been cast as Abby in The Last of Us Season 2, so good for her. Are you excited for The Last of Us Season 2, Katie? I didn't watch Season 1. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to hate her character. That's all I'm going to say. Because if you play the games, you know what she does. But yeah. Uh, it'd be very interesting to see how they handle that back forward. Uh, House of the Dragon season two gets a release date. Uh, David Targaryen actor Matt Smith said that he has heard it's coming out in August, which would make sense. Late summer, early fall. So, uh, did you watch House of the Dragon at all? No. Okay. It was a good show. Uh, and then finally, Love is Blind, uh, a contestant from season five, Renee Posh, Suzette Place claiming uh, her love match was a violent addict. Um, and then, counter to that, uh, the kinetic content that creates Love is Blind uh, is now suing Renee Posh, saying that she breached her non-disclosure agreement and she wasn't supposed to do that. So, oh my god. It's, uh, it's messy. Yeah, apparently her, um, her match that she was with was incredibly violent and uh, had a lot of substance abuse issues and other stuff. And, I mean, it doesn't sound like a very obviously healthy situation to be in, but then, of course, you have the fact that she broke her non-disclosure agreement, which, I mean, in very simple business legal terms, you're not supposed to break those, so I don't know. I feel, obviously, really bad for her because she shouldn't have uh, had to have gone through that. And from what I've heard, she basically filmed up until her wedding, and because of everything that happened, they completely cut all of her and her uh, fiance's content from season five. So, like, you see them a little bit at, like, the barbecue in season five, and, like, you see a little bit of them in the pod, but, like, yeah, they had a whole story, like, basically running all the way through to the wedding, and they got completely cut, so, I don't know. Awful. I don't know who's right or wrong in this. I, I do feel bad for Renee, just because, obviously, it sucks having to have been in a position where somebody was being violent and having these awful tendencies. Um, but at the same time, yeah, you know, you sign a non-disclosure agreement. It's, it's one of those pure, plain, and simple things that's just really hard to be like, oh, well, I didn't know that. It's like, yeah, it's probably one of the easier, simpler legal things to understand. Like, oh, you just, you don't talk about this. So I, I hope they come to an agreement, and I hope they maybe figure out something that works for both parties. Because I, I think, obviously, we're both fans of Love is Blind. Um, but... I think obviously the show, uh, you know, does have some success stories, but there is these like stories too of people having like just terrible, terrible matches. Um, I would like to think that maybe Love Is Blind could be better at like doing like background checks on those people to make sure they're not <laughs> drunk addicts or whatever. So, anyways, have you been watching uh, Love Is Blind Sweden at all, Katie? I have not. But I, I saw on Netflix that they're planning to launch a Love is Blind UK. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. I was watching the Sweden one, and at first I wasn't really bad with it because it was in Swedish, but then I realized I had to change it to English, and I was like, oh, great. Now I, now I can check it out. 
Uh, but the people in Sweden are a lot more rational and level-headed than anybody in the U.S. series. So it's <laughs> like they're actually like they the things that like they're very like level-headed and rational people for the most part. And like you know, there's like there's points where the guys are like, you know what? If he, if she chooses him, that's I, I respect her choice. And I'm like, what? This is very this is way too healthy. Thank you for those one. Uh, okay, well, let's take a quick break and then we're gonna come back and. Um, Hey Spark, have you listened to the newest album by Smash Mouth? No, I haven't gotten my copy yet. Oh man, it's the bomb. Oh, I heard they were going to use this for that new movie with Mike Myers, Shrek. It's okay, I mean, it's no walking on the sun though. Ah, a ghost. What's streaming? You can magically play any song you want on device. It's pretty cool. In fact, Amazon Music offers a three-month trial for new users to check out its vast selection. Amazon? Like the website that sells books? Yes! In fact, take a look! What's this? It looks like a remote control, but from the future. It's a device that you can stream on. In fact, why don't you go to http colon forward slash forward slash getamazonmusic.com forward slash readers so you can try the service for free for one month. If you don't like it, you cannot subscribe at any time. Wow, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. What? Dubstep? Alright, we're back. We're, we just got three things for review. Um, the uh, biggest one uh, is uh, Mean Girls, uh, which we saw earlier this week. Um, yeah, Mean Girls, uh, you've seen the movie, came out in 2004, this is now 20 years later, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think for better or for worse, it's more or less the same thing, it's just, it's now a musical, uh, yeah, Katie, what did you think of Mean Girls, 2024? I love musicals, like, that is my thing, but I did love the classic so much. The original Mean Girls was just a classic. Um, and I don't know, I feel like some things don't need to be remade, especially because I feel like it. this one panders so, so much to Gen Z. Like with the, with the TikToks and the, the, I don't know, like the mannerisms are very Gen Z. And I get that, that's the new audience that they're trying to aim for. Which I'm also confused about. I'm confused about, like, what their target audience is. Like, is it people who enjoyed the first Mean Girls, or is it people who are introduced to Mean Girls for the first time through this movie? Like, that, that's what I'm a little confused about, but I did enjoy 
I think the highlight of it was the French rendition of iCarly's theme song. That was my favorite part. There was, there was like a few things in this that were definitely like modernized. Like they, they had like, a, I don't know if it was TikTok proper, but it was very TikTok adjacent, like them filming things and stuff like that. So like they definitely updated it. Uh, but it's funny because like it is pretty much the same plot as Mean Girls, but even like a lot of the same scenes verbatim. Uh, I think even the rep introduced this as like an adaptation of the musical which was an adaptation of the original movie so it's sort of like gone through different iterations of this um and yeah i don't know like i guess i i dug it for the most part i thought it was interesting i did think at least from my perspective it was a little too it was a little too safe of an adaptation i don't know like i did rewatch the original before watching it and then watching the new one i'm like this is pretty much the same like i don't know i I thought there might be some twists or turns to kind of make this differentiate itself a little bit, but, like, aside from some of, like, the, yeah, like, new kind of stuff they put in, uh, like, it's more references than anything. They modernized a few, uh, quite a few of the references to kind of be more modern. Uh, the story is practically the same. The songs are pretty cool, and but even, like, I was comparing the soundtracks, and there was songs from the musical that they didn't include in this, which I thought was kind of weird, because I'm like, well, if you're if you're gonna like do something like this, you should almost put in more songs to kind of like differentiate it, but they didn't really, I don't know. I still think this is probably worth seeing if you're like a fan of the first Mean Girls, but I don't know if I would say this is like wholly different enough of a uh, story to warrant it, but I don't know. Cause you, you like the original film too, right? I loved it. Yeah. I think it's such a classic. So do you think like this is different enough from the first film or do you feel like it's kind of yeah, more or less the same? I think it's different in the ways that they executed some plot points. Um, but I, I do think that in order to get the full experience, you have to have watched the original recalls, which then maybe like you, you would have been like, it's the same movie. <laughs> I mean, there was a pretty cool cameo in this. I don't want to spoil it, but there was a pretty cool cameo that I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, but I thought there could have been another cameo that would be cool. I thought it was a little bit of a missed opportunity to not have um, the original Regina actress play the mom of Regina. I thought that would have been really funny. But they didn't, they didn't do that. So. What was her name? Oh, gosh. Um, Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Like, it would have been really cool if Rachel McAdams played the new Regina's mom. But, yeah, they, they didn't do that. Maybe Rachel McAdams was busy or something. I don't know. But I was like, um, whoever was the actress that played her mom, she was fine in this, but, yeah. Same with a few other things. I think she's funny. Yeah. Yeah. There was, like, a few moments where she was saying some things. I don't know. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Weird. Like, it definitely seemed like she was a, like, she kind of struck me, it struck me as, like, an older version of Regina that's just, like, made a ton of mistakes and stuff. That's why I thought it was great. So I thought it would have been really funny if it was Rachel McAdams, because then, like, you would have had that context of her playing Regina. But, yeah, okay. Missed opportunity. Or maybe she was unavailable. I don't know. Maybe Rachel McAdams is just busy. That's, that's what I like to think. Maybe she was just busy and she couldn't do it. 
although I'm looking and she doesn't have anything she's really filming right now. So I think she could have done it. I don't know. Maybe it was a reason. Maybe there was a reason she didn't come back. But now I'm so curious. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to say before we give this to her? Um, no, I think Renee is an excellent singer. It was great. Oh yeah, there was like, a lot of the songs um, that were actually really good. Like, yeah, it was uh, I don't know. yeah, and there was like a few things they like. Cause I think in the original Tina Fey and Tim Meadows played teachers, and they were like, oh whatever, they're funny people. But then in this, they're like, oh, they're either dating or married or something like that. So like, oh, interesting, a little, a little, a little revelation, if you will. <laughs> um, cool. What would you uh, give this a score of? I would say 7.5. Okay. I'll give it an 8. I did like the songs and I did think the new cast was good. I, got, I just wish there was a little bit more to differentiate it, but I mean, people in our theater were losing their shit when certain references or whatever came on. Uh, funny enough, the cameo that everyone lost their shit on, I was looking down at something else, and then it, it happened, and people started, like, losing their shit, and I looked up, and like, oh, okay, this is what people were losing their, sh their shit for. Got it. Okay, uh, alright, a couple more things to review. Echo, it's now on Disney+. Plus. Really solid show. Uh, I kind of, like, it did a little bit to, like, Fargo or other kind of, like, premium cable crime shows. Uh, give it an 8 out of 10. Would definitely recommend you check this out if you're a Marvel fan. Uh, and then Death and Other Details, I thought was good as well. It does get a little too, I don't know, twisty and turny for its own good, I would say. Um, I don't know. I think it definitely could have been a little bit tighter. Um, there was, like, some elements of the mystery that I kind of dug, but I don't know. I think this one kind of, uh, I don't know, it, it's a frustrating experience in the sense that, like, when you're watching it, it's, I don't know, uh, it's trying to kind of do, like, the detective story that we've seen with a bunch of, like, stuff, like, there's those uh, Knives Out movies and other stuff like that, like, it tries to do that, but because I think it goes uh, a little too long in the tooth, like, it's something like eight or ten episodes, I want to say. It, it just goes on a little too long, and I think it, like, didn't really maintain itself. Uh, I did like some of the cast, uh, but not all of them were consistently entertaining. So, I don't know. I'm kind of at, like, a five out of ten on this. I wish I liked it more, but I lost. I do not. Okay, well, that's it for this episode. Uh, yeah, until next time, everybody. Bye for now.